0: Good morning everyone. May the Lord richly bless you. Thank you so much for listening in to my live broadcast. And we're going to continue on Manly Leadership Part 3. If you have any testimonies, prayer requests, or questions, please let me know. Uh, You can contact me uh, on any social media platform, or you can also do it at our website, as you see below. And we are going to get right into it. Colossians 3, 19. Uh, this is from the ESV. Husbands, love your wives and do not be harsh with them. Harsh means to be rough. Hus- men, don't be harsh with women. Not a harsh word. Not harsh physically. Uh, not harsh spiritually. But Love tenderness that's how God wants a man to treat a woman with love and honor and respect your duty is to take care of her your duty isn't to find a woman to take care of you she's not your slave yes she has her part of service for you but that shouldn't be your main focus your focus should be how can I serve my wife 1 Timothy 5.8, But if any provide not for his own, and especially for those of his own house, he hath denied the faith, and is worse than an infidel. Man was made to be a provider. He was a provider means to see beforehand, pro, before vision. You're supposed to see the need beforehand and Work and do something, prepare to make ready for it. Whether it be a spiritual need, a physical need, an emotional need, you are to be involved in leading your family and your wife in those aspects. You're to see it beforehand and do something about it. Ephesians 5.25, husbands love your wives, even as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for it. Man is to sacrifice his own safety, his own comfort for the safety, comfort, and spiritual growth of his wife. A man is to be a gentleman, a real Christian gentleman. You're to open the doors for ladies. You're to be considerate of others. You're to be polite, gracious, proper in the presence of a lady whether she's worthy of it or not, whether she deserves it or not, uh, you respect yourself, you respect God, so you act the same and treat everyone the same. We're all in different positions of life, but we're all called to be real men. It doesn't matter if you're a, a widower, a married man, a single man, a young man, Whatever position you're in, God is calling you to practice these things. And there's no exception to that. We might be hunters. We might be fishermen. We might be uh, surfers. We might be um, boaters. We might have all kinds of things that we enjoy doing. But first and foremost is our duty to God because He's called us. He's called us to be strong. He's called us to be courageous. He's called us to be brave-hearted. So we do that first, and then we pursue other things. In the Smyrnaean Church Age, from the Church Ages book, Brother Branham says, the reason for this is that character simply is never made without suffering. Character is a victory, not a gift. A man without character can't reign because power apart from character is satanic. But power with character is fit to rule. You are ruling right now. If you're a husband, you're ruling your home. If you're a pastor, you're ruling your church. But how are you supposed to do that? There is a way to do that, and there's a way not to do that. Too many people are weak. Uh, I don't know how to put this. They have a weakness inside of them, so they feel that they have to control others to lead them. By that I mean they have to, the, the person they're leading is not taught how to follow the leadership of the Holy Ghost. No, they're taught how to follow the directions of a man. True leadership is not something that is coercive, manipulative. Both People use emotions, people use sex, uh, people use money. Men use those things to manipulate and control women, and that is sinful and wrong. And it's not e- you're not even a leader. You're a demon, is what you are. Shame on you. True leadership is something that the one who's being led enjoys and appreciates the leadership because it isn't coerci- coercing them to do something that harms them or is against their will. Power without character is satanic. L- leadership without character is satanic. But true leadership, true leadership, comes with someone that has character. So that's a major foundation of leadership. The f- I, one of the first foundations of leadership is character—godly character that follows the Scripture. Another foundation of leadership is charisma, uh, which is defined in Greek as a gift, divine favor, or divine ability placed within man, which enables him to operate with the power under the Holy Spirit. 1 Corinthians twelve seven, to each is given the manifestation of the Spirit, the manifestation or charisma of the Spirit for the common good. So, in leadership, we need to have charisma. How can you have more charisma in your leadership? It starts with this, by thinking less about yourself and more about how you can serve and help others. That is true charisma. Charisma is not having some kind of uh, manipulative and controlling and magnetic personality. No. True charisma says, how can I serve others? You know, the manifestation of the spirit, the charisma of the spirit is given for the edification of the body of Christ. So take that into the natural in your home. The charisma of a husband is How much does he serve and love and not think about himself, but think about his wife, his son, his daughter. People are attracted to other people and want to follow the leadership of other people when they think about others. When they think about, will they enjoy this? Will they appreciate that? How can I do things that would be a blessing to them? How can we participate together in something that we can both enjoy. That creates such, that creates a common bond and that common bond allows a man to lead his home. Wisdom is another uh, characteristic of leadership. Proverbs 24.3, through wisdom is a house-builded and by understanding it is established. You have to be able to see through nonsense to see the real need and respond with the truth. You you can't just be naive about things. You have to have the wisdom of God. Say, I don't have wisdom. Ask God for wisdom. Pray, study your Bible, study the message, listen to good preachers, and pray that God anoints you with wisdom so that you can lead with with that wisdom. Uh, Leadership takes initiative. James 4.17 Therefore to him that knoweth to do good and doeth it not, to him it is sin. It takes initiative. Proverbs 10.4 He becometh poor that dealeth with a slacked hand, but the hand of the diligent maketh rich. Diligence. Diligence. You take initiative. You see... Oh, this could be problematic. Based on your wisdom, you're seeing down the road, this can be a problem. I'm gonna take initiative right now to teach, to instruct, to guide, to take that thing out of our lives, to add something to our lives so that down the road, we don't have a problem. A good leader is a good listener and also patient. James one nineteen through twenty. Wherefore, my beloved brethren, let every man be swift to hear, slow to speak, slow to wrath, for the wrath of man works not the righteousness of God. Quick to hear, slow to speak, a good leader is a good listener. And listening patiently, not listening. We almost done. When's my turn to talk? I'm, I'm waiting to talk, I'm waiting my turn to speak, I'm waiting my turn to speak. No, you're stopping, you're listening, you're focusing on what the person is saying. You're not waiting for your turn to speak. You're wanting to truly understand, and when you speak, you're asking clarifying questions to be sure you understand them, so that when the time comes to give advice, you're giving advice out of understanding and wisdom, not out of, oh, I just heard a couple words. Oh, I'm going to say this. No, that's not leadership. All right, so with that said, I think we're going to go ahead and bring this one to a close. Um, we will continue on on this subject next time. If you have uh, any Comments, prayer requests, or testimonies, please let us know. Uh, May the Lord richly bless you.